When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully this will be our final isolation interview and um, fingers crossed as the UK gets back to normal, we'll be able to be reunited. Myself and Henry will be reunited uh, in the MLS UK studio very soon. However, uh, for now, I'm very, very excited to share this podcast with you because this is a chat that I had with Orlando City winger Chris Mueller. It's a couple of weeks ago uh, that we recorded this. Uh, So officially, the MLS tournament hadn't been announced. However, uh, we do touch on that, um, find out what he's been up to pre-season, well, I say pre-season, mid-season technically, uh, in this little break that we've had. And um, it's just a real privilege to chat to Chris because he's so down to earth. He's a real fan favorite. He works so hard for the team. Uh, He works hard off the pitch, doing amazing stuff for charities as well. Um, So really, really, like really proud of this. It's It's such an amazing way to round off our isolation series. Here's what happened when I spoke to Orlando City winger Chris Mueller. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. And joining me right now is Chris Mueller of Orlando City SC. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get chatting. First of all, like the important things. How are you doing? Uh, how are your family? Are they all safe and, and all keeping well? Yeah, yeah. My family's doing well. Uh, thank you for asking. I'm doing well. I'm just pushing forward, trying to make the best of the time that we have. I know this has been super unpredictable and uh, a lot has gone down that maybe everybody hasn't planned for, but I think that we're going to come out strong from this. So yeah, I'm doing well, family's well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Since lockdown started, uh, we've spoken to uh, Patrick Segrist from uh, New York Red Bulls. We've spoken to Lawrence White from Atlanta, uh, Chris Cadden from the UK at, at Columbus Crew. And they all said the same thing. They said that the clubs have got them working so, so hard on like crazy programs whilst uh, before individual training resumed. I presume it's the same for, for our boys at Orlando. Yes. It has been an absolute grind, especially when you're not necessarily sure what the future holds, right? It's tough to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes we weren't sure what was going to happen with the rest of 2020, but um, we stuck to it. We put our nose to the grindstone and thank God it looks like we're going to be playing some games here shortly. So uh, looking forward to that confirmation and hopefully we can uh, keep pushing forward in the season. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're back out there now. Everybody wants to see their family they haven't seen. And uh, we want to get back in our studio because my spare room's not quite as exciting. Uh, and and you're, you're a soccer player. You, you just want to play football and, and you're able to do that now. 
Yeah, exactly. And that was the, that was honestly the hardest thing was through this whole time. I was I was telling some of my friends and some of my uh, my family members how, you know, at a stressful time like this, the, the number one thing that would provide me some relief and allow me to alleviate some of that stress would be to go out and kick the ball around and play with my mates and uh, go to the pitch and train and, and just decompress in that way. And not having that was was tough. I, I didn't have necessarily that outlet. So you had to look for different ways to to cope with the situation. But all in all, it was it was a test. And I think that it was, you know, you learn a lot from times like these, right? This is the times when you get uncomfortable and you learn more about yourself than you do any time that you're just comfortable and kind of coasting through your days. So it's been good for, for that reason. Yeah, of course. And, and on a lighter note, I've noticed you've managed to to keep the trim on point. I looked through some of the photos. Trimmed, mate. I just got trimmed. It was so bad. I looked <laughs> like I literally just came off the streets. It was, <laughs> it was um, I was flicking through some of the photos from training and uh, some players, uh, they've let themselves go a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The quarantine's definitely got the best of them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I even saw Brian Rowe sporting what I can only describe as a Sasha Tash. Yes. And we all said the same exact thing. Literally the first <laughs> day we saw him was that, why are you bringing Sasha back here to Orlando, mate? <laughs> um as an Orlando City player um it's it's so great to have you on um not just for me because I'm an Orlando fan but um for for all the Orlando City fans who are so excited that that we're doing this chat because you are such a fan favorite aren't you uh it seems to be that way at this point it does but it's really been amazing here playing for Orlando and the way that they've embraced me since I've come in has been an absolute blessing and I'm so thankful for that so it's made my time here super enjoyable other than the fact obviously that we haven't reached our ultimate goal but I think that that's to come uh, in the future as well. Definitely fingers crossed for that Um, I saw a poll where uh, fans actually chose you as their favorite player past and present which is which is awesome I know why because I watch you week in week out I see you in interviews and I see you play and and I voted in that poll but do you know why what can you put your finger on what it is that you do, what what you embody that makes the fans love you so much? I, I, I don't, I'm not honestly quite sure. I know that uh, they appreciate the effort that I put in on the pitch. I've seen that floating around social media here and there, but I mean, yeah, I, I can't really pinpoint another outlying reason, you know? <laughs> I learned from an early age, I've been around soccer all, all my life and um, I grew up as a Norwich City fan and we had a player called Darren Huckabee and when he got the ball, everyone just stood up because you knew something was about to happen. And I think it's like there's a certain type of player where you get the ball and you're going to drive and you're going to run it. It's, it's that energy. It's that, it's that excitement. I feel like some, some players just have that. Like, you can't teach that, can you? Mm, yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think, it, like you said, it's part of that, that passion and that energy that you kind of just bring to the, to, into the game, you know, even as I come on as a sub and whatever, and you hear how the fans like react when I'm, getting up to and getting ready to get into the game it really is such a special feeling and I don't know if I just bring so much because I wear my heart on my sleeve or if because I have just anticipated these moments for so long I've pictured myself playing in stadiums when I was a little kid for you know multiple over 10 years probably so now that I'm here and I get to play in front of the fans and they love me like so much it means so much to me I want to go out and and put on everything that I can for for the club and for the city. I've been in the stadium when uh, the team's been losing and you've been on the bench and people have literally just been chanting your name until the coach gives it. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I've never known this before. I've never seen it before. Um, the club's obviously been so fortunate with, with players like Kakar, with, with Nani. Um, and, and I presume, 
I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I presume working with those guys is, is obviously inspirational and you, and you obviously learn a lot. Is there kind of an unsung hero for you um, at the club? Someone you kind of look at and you're like, they're, they're exactly what, what I want to be. That's exactly the level I want to be. Ah, uh, an unsung hero as if, uh, what do you, what do you mean by an unsung? Some, somebody, I mean, everybody would say like Kakar and Nani, are like, oh, Chris Mueller's going to look up to Kakar and Nani, but like somebody like Dom Dwyer, I see the, like the bond you have. He's similar. He's got that drive, that passion, that determination. Is there somebody at the club that, that you kind of look at and you're like, yeah, do you know what? That's, that's what I want to, that's what I want to be. Yeah, I mean, Dom's definitely my one, probably my best friend on the team. He's been really good to me since I've come in as a rookie, and we just kind of grown together really, really close in our relationship. And you know, we just click off off the pitch, and as well as on the pitch, we kind of have the the same sort of ideas, and we like to play with one another. But I mean, it's it's hard to, to take the focus away as well from Nani and from guys like Kaká, just because of how much they've accomplished, obviously in football, right? Um, just like growing up and stuff, I had watched so much of them, and now to be on the same team with Nani, someone who me and my best friend growing up used to play in our backyard and we would literally select a player that we would choose from a team and yeah. then you'd select a goalie and one guy would be a goalie and he would always be like Casillas or something and literally, literally I'm not even kidding half the time he would select Nani I would select Nani here and there you know and it's just crazy now you walk into the locker room and you're there with Nani you know it's just like <laughs> this is insane you know I think <laughs> so it's is- hard to, to point away from that but this is one of the things about the MLS that I think people in the UK absolutely love is that we get to see players that we saw in, in the Premier League, but we get to see them with with young, hungry players. Uh, you know, the per- it's like the perfect mix. I think it's such an important part of, of what MLS is. I know it gets criticised as, you know, these players are going there to retire, but I feel like that's less and less the case. I think actually... Someone like Nani, I mean, look at the guy. Like, <laughs> he's not exactly retiring anytime soon. Yeah, no, right. I mean, he's he's all in, you know, which which I think is great. I think it, it, it provides a lot for the league from the standpoint of it just trying to grow and get big-name players here who are able to also teach the young players, like you said, who have aspirations to go overseas and, and accomplish big things in their career. But to have someone who's actually done that in your locker room and who can lead you the way and show you the steps and you know give little pieces of advice and tips it's something that we don't have access to if it's just us here you know unless you bring guys like that to the league and guys who are obviously still hungry to win I mean Nani's there day in and day out you know one of the first guys in one of the last to leave all the time you, you say and you hear it from the, the work ethic standpoint and it's really tremendous to to see that and be able to work with him. Is it something that you think should be introduced here in the UK in in the Premier League? Should we have a certain amount of homegrown players playing with experienced players from around Europe? Is that something that would definitely benefit us? Is is that something that MLS has just got so right? Honestly, I'm not really sure I can critique much of what the Premier League is doing. (laughs) It's the best league in the world. Oh, yeah. And it's obviously is obviously working, you know? So, I mean, I think that you do see players creep through the academy here and there with, like, Phil Foden, and you've got guys like, uh, you know, Saka and Arsenal and Martinelli and these young players who are still coming up and getting some minutes with the first squad, Billy Gilmore. And, you know, I think that that's just all in all what has what, you, what we've seen in the importance of playing young players all throughout the world, right, and developing them and giving them those game minutes. 
because ultimately the game minutes are the most important thing. You can train day in and day out and be the best player in training, but if you can't perform on the pitch under the lights in stadiums full of thousands of people, you'll never gain that experience to really become a top player. So I think just seeing that from, from the standpoint of everyone in the world is starting to play players from their academy and put belief into young players, I think it's really uh, encouraging. Like I say, I, I've kind of watched soccer since I was a, a, a tiny kid or, or football, I should say here, because I'll get told off. Um, but I, I know players don't stay at clubs forever. We've talked about you being like a fan favourite. I know realistically, in my heart of hearts, you're not going to play for Orlando City for every single day of your career, as much as we would love that. Um, but I, I don't know. Players move so freely in, in MLS. Is it different? Is it strange? I, I know, you know, maybe you've not played over here at, at the same level as MLS but is it weird to think that you could just end up at I don't know Portland Timbers like at the end of the season like it's so strange when we look at the league from the outside because players move so freely yeah yeah it is it definitely does work in sort of a unique fashion where it doesn't necessarily operate the same as leagues uh in different countries so I guess that that's something that you just kind of see and you take day by day right there's nothing if they're going to trade me to another team someday and I ha- I don't really have control over that, you know, I'll just take it as it is and try and move forward the best I can and, and just keep playing my best football, you know, wherever, wherever that may be right now. It's in Orlando, which has been great. And we'll just see what the future holds. As much as all of the, the protests in, in the world right now are, are for a very important cause, I feel like there might be a similar thing if they were to try and trade you away from Orlando. <laughs> we're not having it. <laughs> um, the, we know there's... We know there's never a, a finished product when it comes to a team. There's always ways ways to improve, and and I feel like guys like yourself embody that. You're always striving and um, and trying to improve it and be your best. Um, that first game that came around, because it's hard to imagine, there were a couple of games this season. It seems so long ago. Um, with the new coach coming in, with Oscar coming in, do you feel like you were 100% there with everything he was trying to pitch tactically, or has this time actually really been a benefit? I think you could look at it in both ways, right? Obviously, it's not ideal to, to go through this and not play the full season in the manner that we all wish, right? Um, but I do think it's given me some more time to work with Oscar and for him to work with me and get to know me a little bit better. Uh, I can say with full confidence that I'm, I'm feeling more confident under Oscar than I ever have in my professional career. Now, whether that's with just with experience and, you know, time that's come, but it's definitely a testament to Oscar and his staff and how they've you know, just treated all the players relationally. They've managed us all really well. And I think that he really cares about building relationships and getting to know people on a personal basis, which I think is extremely important from a coach's standpoint. You know, that's that's pretty much a lot of what coaching is. It's just managing the players and, and getting them all on the same page. And I think Oscar's done that really well since I've been here. I think even before you deep dive into to his tactics or everybody knows what he stands for and it's the young the young players. I think as soon as that announcement was made, you probably knew that this was going to be good for you before you even got to know him properly because that's what he loves. Yeah. I mean, I had heard just, I mean, from not even just resources on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but I mean, many people had reached out to me who knew I was staying in Orlando again for the next season and just let me know just really positive things about Oscar that, you know, you're going to love working with him. He's going to love you and your, your ethic and, what you're all about and I think you guys are going to do really well together and that was obviously exciting you know it's better than the other end of the spectrum someone comes in and says oh you might not like this guy you know but literally every single person that had reached out to me was had really really good things to say so that was really encouraging as well 
Yeah, no, no one's going to say, right, he's going to play a flat back four with two defensive midfielders, no one up front and no wingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of you specifically, um, I, I know you've said you feel a lot more, a lot more confident. Is, has he not tried to change you, but is there something different that you'll do under Oscar when you, when you get the ball? Is there a different way you'll play? Will you, you know, drop in, look for the ball? Will you do something different or is he just allowing you to be you? Yeah, I think he, I think it's a good balance of both, right? I think he's trying to mold me and, and turn me into the player that he maybe thinks that I can become, which is good. And I'm open to learning all the time. And I think that that's a really important aspect as well as being coachable and, and being willing to, willing to listen and take constructive criticism. But I mean, he's just helped me see the game from maybe a different perspective and think a little bit deeper as, as I'm on the ball and assess your options and, and, train yourself to, to, to play in your subconscious and not really thinking necessarily it's rather than overthinking everything you're doing on the ball and being indecisive and whatnot, but rather just like letting that flow. And that's something as well. I'm learning from the older guys, but he's definitely done a good job in cultivating that and, and working on me with it. I think under previous coaches, we've seen um, a lot of rotation of formations, a lot of people playing in different positions. Um, I think resting <laughs> like, like a lot of resting, from the outside in we don't always know about injuries and stuff but sometimes it looked like we were really being very very cautious when it comes to you know resting players and keeping players healthy when we just wanted to see them on the field I feel like we could get a more more like full-on 100% attacking Orlando from from what we've seen so far is is that am I I right or we've only had a couple of games so (laughs) yeah no I think that something that always helps is when the the team has an identity and how you're going to play and what everyone's individual specific jobs are. And I think tactically, maybe in the past, that wasn't necessarily something that was super clear. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure that everybody knew exactly where you should be in certain instances and when we should be patient and some guys should open the pitch and use which spaces and read the game that way. I think that that's something that everyone is learning how to do. And when you do that individually and you're able to understand what your role is and what your individual job is it will overall obviously help the team right and I think that Oscar's done a good job in breaking that down and giving guys specific tasks and roles and as long as you accomplish that and we stay together that obviously the team result hopefully will will turn out good in the end. I like that we've got a little bit into tactics and uh, and that because if you're playing on that right wing and you've got Ruan behind you surely there's a different tactic and it's like oh my god get out of the way (laughs) because he's coming through. Exactly. You just got to learn the guys too. You know, that's a, that's a, that's another whole aspect of it. It's just learning the the players that are around you and what, what do they like to do on the ball? What are their movements? When do they like to play versus when do they like to dribble? And you can kind of pick out those little uh, instances in which they make those kind of decisions that just also takes time. Is there an argument, not necessarily with, with yourself, but is there an argument that, um, I mean, Juan, he's so good, so good going forward, so quick, rapid. No one can keep up with him. Is there an argument that maybe a more defensive player belongs on the right side of midfield so they can drop back and and cover him while he's while he's off on one? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we're trying to do a good job at trying to figure out how we can cover that space uh, in behind Ruan when he does get forward, just because he is so uh, encouraging in the attack and having a guy who can run like that in behind is just you know it could stretch the the defense in so many ways and open up countless opportunities whether that's open up space for the guys inside or whatever it might be I think that what he does going forward and his his uh, movements off the ball and how rapid he is obviously it's it's tough to to see him not being out there 
Um, just before we we wrap up, there's talk. Uh, there's been talk for months of of the season getting restarted in in Orlando uh, in the form of this this tournament. Um, obviously, this has been talked about for for so long. It feels like it's close now. It feels like it's happening. You must just be so looking forward to to getting back out there. But it's going to be different, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, it will be different. It will be different because obviously there won't be fans, and we'll all be playing from a neutral site and there will be a ton of guidelines and restrictions in order of safety protocols and what, what have you not. But I think all in all, I think it will be special regardless because I think that so many of us who have just the passion for playing football or wherever it is, whether it's in the park with your friends or in the street hockey rink, wherever you're playing, I mean, we all just want to play football at the end of the day. And it's been so long at this point. I think that we'll all be excited to get out there and the energy will be high. The intensity will be high. The level will be really good. And, I mean, like I said, we're all just looking forward to getting back out there and putting that final product on the pitch. You mentioned the fans. There won't be any fans there. Does that take away that that home advantage that some people are talking about with Orlando? Because it's just going to be a normal stadium, right? Yeah, but it, it goes both ways, right? The opposition won't have any fans. We won't have to necessarily play on the road in front of, yeah. you know, their 60, 20, however thousand, many thousands of people they have in the stadium. It's always tough to play on the road, and obviously playing at home is obviously a huge benefit because you have the 12th man of, of the wall in the stadium that we have. Is The atmosphere is incredible. So we'll obviously miss that, but um, from that standpoint, it will be different, yeah. Have you kind of – have players – obviously, I appreciate you may not be allowed to say. Have you players been given, like, the outline of, of how this is all going to go down? Do you, do you know, or are you as clued up as us? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We're just kind of waiting. It's also a waiting game, right? We're just waiting to get confirmation and to see what the next step's moving forward. For now, we just continue to train and, and work hard day by day to make sure that we're prepared for whatever it is to come. Okay. Um, as, a, as an Orlando fan, does this affect – this the ultimate goal of finally reaching the playoffs is that still a thing we can do this year is it likely to make it more likely like how do you think it's going to pass? i don't even know what's going to happen with after the what this presumably if this tournament is supposed to get confirmed but i mean after that we don't even know what's going to happen with you know the sense of the pandemic and we'll see if you know the numbers keep going down or up or flattening the curve i think a lot of what we do post tournament has to do with you know, what the regulations will be per country and per, you know, city around the league. It's just, that's just more of a waiting game. But I definitely think that we'll have success in the tournament uh, first and foremost. So we're, as long as those games are certified, we're going to try and do our best to win that. And I think that we will be successful because we've been working really hard and putting in a lot to to making that uh, a goal that we can achieve. Get something in that trophy cabinet. We're ready. <laughs> um, uh, I know, genuinely, I know nobody will, will give more. Nobody will try harder. So um, wish you all luck for all the luck in the world for the season when it restarts um, in, in Orlando and when you're able to go further afield. And really appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Looking forward to, to what's to come. This is the MLS UK Show. The MLS UK Show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your F? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. 
MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. And there we have it, Orlando City winger Chris Mueller on the MLS UK show. An absolute privilege as an Orlando City fan to speak to Chris. Got to be one of the nicest guys in soccer as well, right? Such a good guy. Um, Works so hard on the pitch for his team. Works very hard off it as well for charity. Such a great guy. Thank you so much to Chris for joining us on the MLS UK show. If you missed any of our other isolation interviews, um, make sure you have a little scroll up and uh, find out who we've been chatting to. We've had some really good chats, been really insightful, actually, um, to speak to players in what's such a bizarre, unprecedented time, something that's never happened before. Um, so that's been really, really nice. So thank you to all of the players who have uh, who have agreed to join us on the show. Hopefully, as I say, this will be our final uh, isolation interview, our final episode in quarantine uh, and we'll be back with you reunited in the mls uk studio very soon until then stay healthy stay safe and thank you very much for your support through such a bizarre time sports social podcast network